This is W. Devoncraft Esquire, and you are listening to the uh, BS Podcast Network. Hey, this is Susan Egan, Broadway's original Belle in Beauty and the Beast and the voice of Megara in Disney's Hercules. And you're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with Wonder Boys, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. And they are a real slice. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of... The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Uh, Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans. Louisiana in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOurWay.com is where you can find us for this episode. We are discussing some Disney news. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey! And as always, to join in our discussion, we have a resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Doing great. I always need to come here to get that charge from that creative battery called Magic Eye. What Guy is Wayne. up? What's happening? Eli Ivory! What a great name. <laughs> Eli Ivory. <laughs> Makes me want to poach some elephants or something. If you haven't heard about it, you're missing out. You're missing you're out. You're missing out. Greatest intro ever. And speaking about missing out, if you're not booking that vacation with our next person, our resident travel agent for Magic Moments Vacations, the Shaggy TA, Lee Lustavica, you're missing out. Lee, how you doing, sir? Oh, man, don't miss out. Don't miss out on all those great shows and all those live entertainment things that are out there. But, uh Yeah. Don't miss out. <laughs> Don't miss. You know, he needs an intro. He, you need to go to Cameo and get you travel agent intro. I don't know who you <laughs> go yeah, pull. Yeah, who's the fam- We need a famous. I need a Stacy intro. Is you, what I you need. You get an outro. Like th- this is still the intro. This is yeah, the intro. yeah. yeah you know, he but don't he's get using intro. my outro. Yeah, and I'm just saying because that because you use a mine and I had to get mine. You miss it out. You miss it. You missing out. You missing out either way. Look, Moegans, ladies and gentlemen. Look, we have an Amazon store in which you can support the show by buying our recommended books, movies, whatever you want. Right there, Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Magic Our Way. That's right. It's going to be awesome. And look, also, man, go to our, our YouTube channel and subscribe to us because uh, Lee's got Cooking with Magic happening. Lee, what's the next thing that you are cooking that would have been released? Well, Kevin, I think you're going to like this one. It's the Monte Cristo. Oh, Ooh. oh nothing better than a fried sandwich. Yeah, fried sandwich, baby. That is awesome. You missed Kevin touching himself when you just said that. You're missing out, Lee. You're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> It was an experience for sure <laughs> with powdered sugar. Wow. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a great thing. Look, make sure you subscribe to that. Uh, Lee teaches you how to cook the things straight from the parks. It is quite awesome. And look, today we are talking about some Disney news. And for today's Disney news, we're talking about stuff that is near and dear to my heart, which involves Disney entertainment and the loss of those jobs. As opposed to the Monte Cristo, which will stop your heart. Which, as uh, opposed <laughs> to that, which will just stick in your gut. Like <laughs> cover your heart, Kevin! Cover right. your heart, Kevin! <laughs> I'm she, yes, that's right. Mom's all around. Speaking of that, we're also talking about the next generation of animatronics, which are going to st- stare into your soul. Freaky stuff, man. Freaky <laughs> stuff, man. Guys, look. It's post-election. We were talking about some Disney news. It's going to be great. So enough of our jibber-jabber, let's go discuss some Disney news magic. Here we are in the queue, and this is a segment in which we get to discuss all the news happening in the world of Disney today, or I guess in the past month. Well, we've been avoiding discussing We have. We have. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But the first news topic that I would like to discuss is about the recent loss of live entertainment at Walt Disney World. And uh, this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, As a lot of you know out there, uh, longtime fans may know I'm a professional musician uh, in and around the New Orleans area. 
I am an American Federation of Musicians card-carrying performer, local 174-496 at New Orleans chapter. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, I haven't had a job performing since the beginning of the year. You know, thankfully, I also have a day job, which helps, you know, of course, with the family. But I can say that with the loss of performance work, uh, it has definitely affected me and my family and stuff. We have to be a little more frugal, have to make better decisions as far as stuff, because we just don't have that surplus of income to help. But anyway, things that are shut down, Broadway shut down, cruise lines are shut down, casino performances have been shut down, all kinds of live performance venues have been shut down due to the pandemic. And you know that, you know, people, musicians have been doing like Facebook live shows, YouTube live shows and stuff, just trying to get stuff happening. But all of this is to say that I feel for my, uh, my American Federation of Musicians and Actors Equity Association brethren who have lost their jobs down at Walt Disney World. And I do want to take a second and recognize those performers who you will not see the next time you travel to Walt Disney World. Uh, just to kind of inform the public if they haven't uh, kept up with this particular story. But, I mean, you know, a lot of these are pretty significant acts, at least for me. And we'll go through the list of stuff that's been that's been leaving us since uh, these round of cuts has been taking place. Should we play some like sad music in the background? Like it's the in memoriam thing on the Oscars. Oh, that would have been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll put something like that together for our YouTube channel. (laughs) Okay, and sync it up with our words here. Well, guys, as we reported a while back, or maybe we actually we probably posted in our social media groups, but uh, these cuts started back in September, which is when the first round of layoffs took place. As you remember, it all started with the release of Yeehaw Bob Jackson back at the end of September, followed shortly by the release of the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra at the beginning of October. Two groups that, you know, definitely we missed. You know, I, I, the last group that I saw was the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, last trip that I went on. Yep. And just absolutely great group. Absolutely. I'm happy to say that I follow their Facebook page now, and it looks like they have another gig, I think, through a different hotel. I forget what the name of the hotel is. Good for them. But yeah. uh, at, least they're, at least they're working. They're able to do that. And then, of course, the second round of layoffs came through toward the end of October, beginning of November, and Disney Entertainment took a very big hit. And uh, I'll just want to run through the list so you're aware of uh, what's not going to be there going forward. And I'll go through each park and whatnot. Um, first of all, the Epcot, not really involved in cuts there. But uh, they're saying that a lot of the Voices of Liberty non-principal vocalists uh, have been cut, um, laid off and stuff. And non-principal vocalists are basically not the main, I guess, like the first chair um, musicians. Y'all, y'all kind of get, they place musicians in chairs. Like, so you have your first chair, like your starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, And then you have your backups and stuff. Oh, I just thought uh, they had a bit of chance because those instruments was heavy. <laughs> well, you know, it kind of goes along with that because orchestras do actually have chairs. And so, yeah, if your first chair, you're in this position. So okay. It, it's it's kind of related to what you're talking about. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I am not a musician, so yes. I am learning. I but, didn't know. Uh, all those principal positions will still be there. And in fact, I read an article, they, they, they're bound to return at some point. I think performing in the theater, not in the rotunda, as you used to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the, the backups and stuff uh, are not there. So I'm assuming because of that. And the backups, of course, you know, they used to perform, like, all day. And so that's a lot of work on your voice. So I'm assuming, the back, uh, I'm assuming because of these backups are gone, their performance is not going to be as often as they used to be. Okay. Right? So yeah. that's that. That's basically what happened in Epcot. Um, going into uh, Magic Kingdom, uh, we're losing Monsters, Inc., Lathor. Uh <laughs> okay so i don't want to sound stupid but there's live performers i mean there's people behind the scenes i guess quote unquote for a monsters inc laugh for yeah are yeah. you serious no i mean like like you just there's they're just the voice they're the voices right that's who the people are that are being let go the voices of the they're the live interacting with you Yes, yes, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I just want to understand that it's because it, that that's who it is. Okay, it's, yeah. The, I thought maybe he was trying to suggest that it was like pre-recorded dialogue or something. No, no, it's like, no, no, yeah, no, no. They're, they're I really. I understand. There's there's people that are like not to spoil the magic or whatever, but <laughs> oh no, spoiler! They're behind there and they're they say, oh, there's the guy in the green shirt and this, that, and the other. So, well, you can't spoil something that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not for now for now well in case for any listeners that may not know uh you know i, I saw a, a bt a beat behind the scenes i guess about this but yeah for shows like that like crush and monsters inc laugh for there's a dude behind the stage with a microphone that talks with the voice and he also has what looks like to be like a ps4 controller or xbox controller that does all the movements for the characters and stuff oh neat so he's he's basically like a, a an electronic puppeteer is that fair to say yeah sure and so he's doing the voices and he's doing all the things so yeah those guys um for sure as well as i guess the cast members that uh, kind of interact with you in the the queue and whatnot 
I just, I guess the reason I asked because it's like this seemed to be like singled out between other of those types of shows. Like why, why Monsters Inc. and not Crush, for example? Well, probably because there's one performer in Crush and it's like a few. I mean, you get the person's doing Roz. You got, man, there could be one dude doing multiple voices, but not all the voices. That's right. a lot. Yeah. He ain't no Robin Williams. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that that's no, that's good that you asked that question because some people may not know the actual BTS of that particular those kind of attractions, right? Those interactive video attractions. Anyway, along with that, in the Magic Kingdom, the citizens of Main Street will no longer be there as well. What about the citizens on patrol? <laughs> Cop. Mow mow mow. Citizens on patrol. I think they're still around. Oh, good, good, good. And Mahoney is going to help them through Bay, Bay Lake. Uh, Bay Lake, not Bay Lake. Bay Lake. Seven, Seven Seas Lagoon. Yes, that's on his jet ski from whatever that movie it was. As long as Michael Winslow's still there to do the, the noises, then yeah, they're good. Well, you know, Michael Winslow does the noises when you scan your magic band. <laughs> 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 all right so those are the two cuts in magic kingdom and over at animal kingdom actually we'll go we'll go let's go to hollywood studios first so going along with the citizens of main street the citizens of hollywood are gone as well they've been released and uh, the beauty and the beast stage uh beauty and the beast live on stage uh, cast has been closed uh, they've been released indiana jones epic stunt spectacular has been released mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know what it's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think I love Indiana Jones, but it's time for another show. Well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to say, like, right now, I'm not completely convinced that this is all pandemic-related activity. I mean, the stuff that they can't, I mean, this is all live performances for sure, but some of these were stale acts, I, I suppose you would say. That's a good assessment, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of riding the train that you're on, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, to your point, it's like they want maybe this is something that's been in the works for a while. And they're like, OK, we got it now. <laughs> we can we can pull the trigger now and use COVID as a excuse for this. Well, yeah, I'll, and I'll let Kevin finish. But I mean, this is not the first time we've seen them cutting acts. And this happened. This this was beginning well before the pandemic. Yeah, was it blood mulch? What is it? Mulch and shears. Uh, blood I, mulch I and shears. <laughs> blood. blood mulch and Bloody shears. Sweaty shears. Shears and balls. <laughs> mulch, sweat, and shears. <laughs> mulch, sweat, and shears. Sorry, I don't know where I got blood from. So. Blood, sweat, and beers. <laughs> I don't do it every time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, and there's uh, after Indiana Jones Sun Spectacular, Jedi Training Academy, Trials of the Templar is gone. The Green Army, Army Men yeah, will no longer be your strong around. Voyage of the Little Mermaid is 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 shuttered for the being. Yeah, you see, that's another one. I kind of got the impression that that was going away, regardless. But great okay. show, great talent, and how they do all that stuff. But yeah, definitely an old show. Uh, I wouldn't mind a different show like that in there. But so we'll get to all that later. And let's see, Disney's Animal Kingdom to round out the acts. Uh, the Pandora Utility Suit. Have y'all seen this dude? Yes, this yeah. is the dude. That, oh, the yeah, like a big robot-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. Like the the Robotech, <laughs> whatever that. Where it looks like he's kind of operating the suit, but really is just walking on stilts. Yes. Oh, yes. so he's gone. Uh, Finding Nemo the musical is gone. No more Big Blue World. Yeah. Is so gone. all the people that holding the sticks while in the in the black stockings, they all go. Oh, all of them, all them, the the, the cast, the crew, the stagehands, lighting, all all those guys, sound guys, and sound all all that. Show's gone. Mm. Same thing with the Festival Lion King. You know that one's gone. That's been around for a while. Moved Not a the tumbling places. monkeys. Yep, they couple just, monkeys are gone. They just tumbled all the way out. Yep. That's messed yep. up. Yep. What about Divine? Any word on? No word on Divine. Hmm. They can't find her. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, those are the round of uh, acts uh, that are gone bye bye uh, as of this last round of cuts, man. To go along with that, there was I was reading an article from www.intel.com that's titled The Day the Disney Magic Died. And I'll post that in our show notes in case anybody's interested in it. But as the title suggests, guys, which is in line with the content of the article, I asked this of y'all. Because of this, has the magic died in Walt Disney World for you? Has the magic left the building? Has the lady sung her final note? What are y'all, what are y'all thoughts about the, these latest? Because it's a pretty big batch. You know, I guess that's what's shocking a lot of people. Of cuts in talent, how that would affect... The, the your perception, your experience, I guess. Because there's, there's another thing in the article, too. I guess I'll combine this soon. Y'all can answer it however you wish. Is And I think we brought this up before. Is is the price of admission still worth it? 
to go down there based upon this. So I'll, I'll leave it to you guys and we'll discuss. Okay. You want to go first? Or? I, I, be, I might probably be shorter. Definitely not as adept. Uh, go ahead. I'm still trying to formulate it. I would put it like this. If I got to pay full price, I want the full experience, which I will not have due to situations that's out of everyone's control. Uh, so would the magic have died for me, though? Uh, I would maybe give that, say, like 35% cut of magic. Maybe. So it's lessened <laughs> it, not necessarily took it away. Yeah, like it's not... For me, I mean... Now, I'm just speaking for myself, but the magic truly for me is going with my people and then let, you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this or the other. I don't consciously say, oh, man, well, no, I lie. There was that one Brazilian girl that I was hoping to see again, but that's a different story entirely. Most of the time, it's like I want to see a ride or something. There's not too many plays or something like that, you know what I mean, uh, for me. So it doesn't diminish it, but yeah, paying full price for it is. Uh, kind of messed up i think well yeah like i think for a long time disney has been getting away from the concept of of exceeding guest expectations to squeezing every last nickel that you can out of the guests and giving them the bare minimum having said that though these kind of experiences are kind of things that i kind of feel like i don't go to disney for these things but if i stumble across them I, I do enjoy them. And one of the places that you enjoy it the most, and one of the places that I'm a little bit concerned about because I think it needs it the most is Epcot. You go to World Showcase. I mean, if they want us to stick around and check out the gift shops, buy another beer and something, it's nice to have something to like, oh, wow, what's going on over here? And you check out this act or that act. And that's kind of cool. But to me, it's almost like a little bonus thing. Like I've done Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor a couple times. I never need to do it again. I've done... Legend Lion King, never need to do it again. Never needed to do Finding Nemo the musical. So I think it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory to suggest that this is them using this as an, as uh, a reason to go ahead and get away, give rid of all live entertainment. I think some of these people are coming back when they can afford to do it, when they feel like they can do it safely. I think some of these people are coming back. I don't think they're coming back uh, in the numbers that they were going to be before that. I think Disney was moving away from this. Do you think they come back to the same, uh, what's the word? The same IP. Same yeah, the same gig, if you were like, let's say somebody can sing. But. I think the Green Army men will be back. I don't think the same guys will be performing them. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I can tell you, and I read a different article about this, that uh, Disney has given them, uh, right of first refusal. So if they decide to bring the act back, they'll be the first ones to be contacted. They want to come back. So okay, yeah. good. If they haven't found a, a different or better gig, then uh, they can definitely come back and take their old gig that they used to have. So uh, that I read uh, somewhere as well. I mean, before this, I mean, you saw them like at least that before Mulch Sweat and Shears of uh, the British Invasion, great m- moments in Mupp- Muppets Present, great moments in American history. I mean, how the photo pass, they were getting rid of photo pass photographers yeah. at one point in time. Replacing them with a booth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Moroccan uh, was another one they got rid of. What about of that him? Canadian group? What was that? Um, Off Kilter. Off Kilter, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they've wow. been doing this for a while. <laughs> and generally, the replacements are nothing to speak highly of. Um, so yeah, I think they've been going this direction for a bit now. I don't think they're getting rid of all live entertainment. I think that's, that's going a little bit too far down the conspiratorial path. But I do believe they're going to see what the make or break point is. And so to answer your question, no, this is not a make or break point for me, but what it does is it kills a lot of those. Hey, look at that. Well, I just stumbled upon this show taking place and it's the unexpected magic. As we were talking about before, exceeding your expectations. Now it's, I better have this. I better have that. I better have that. And I don't know, man, it's, it's scary. It's scary. It sounds like you have the, you have the cake with the icing and what you're losing is like those little flowers of icing that they put around the cake. You might be losing the whole icing considering, oh, okay. <laughs> considering that, yeah, the live entertainment's gone. Uh, a lot of the, you know, a lot of cast members, uh, have uh, just their jobs have been cut. And so you're not seeing as many of the cast members that you're used to. Like that used to be a thing about you where you go back and the same people would wait on you. The thing with it, I mean, you know, I'll let Lee have his say in a second, but a lot of these things, you know, are theater shows. And so not only do you have the actors of stage, but as I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about this news topic, that you're talking about sound guys losing their job, directors, sounding, uh, stage hands, you know, all those guys, grips, anything that yeah. evolved with the show. I mean, what's a rip? A grip. Gri- grip oh, guys. a grip. Yeah, a grip. grip. Yeah, grip. the guy, okay. I was like, a rip, that's a new one. Okay. It's, it's Hulk Hogan, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes he goes in the Indiana Jones and he fights, <laughs> fights Indy by the airplane. I'm going to hold this bike <laughs> for you, brother. That's right. Okay. Yeah, the guys that work the, the, the grips, yeah. all the, the grips, all those guys, stage hands, everything. Yeah, they just you know the, the, those guys are gone too. But anyway, Lee, uh, what, what are you? What are your thoughts, sir? Um, so here's the thing. Like, number one, I don't think anyone needs to say it, but no one has actually said it, so I'll say it. Like, it's the job. Someone losing their job is just terrible, man. Like, that's the worst that can happen. And you know, now these people are going to have to maybe not even work at Disney anymore. They're going to have to go work at you know Walmart or wherever so right off the top i mean it's just there's no there's nothing good about this in any kind of way that being said i then i also feel guilty because like all everything on this list i've either have never seen it or i've seen it once and never went back and saw it again so that's the thing like you know yes there's definitely the the human part of it and no one wants to see anyone lose their job so that sucks but at the same time it's like well, well i mean it's not going to really truly affect me if Beauty and the Beast isn't there anymore. I saw it one time and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But what about the person that has never been to Disney before, <laughs> you know, and then now they're not going to have that experience. And so it's like anything else, man. Like, you know, it just, keeps, it just watered down and watered down and watered down. Now you are paying the same price for less experience right now, but we also are living in unprecedented times. So, I mean, we, we could be like California and be experiencing nothing right now. So at least we have a park that's open in Florida. So I would hope that eventually some of those, it's not to say that, oh, I need Beauty and the Beast to come back, but maybe Beauty and the Beast gets replaced with, you know, Tiana's, you know, magical gumbo or something. <laughs> gumbo is magical. Absolutely. Hey, Tiana's taking over everything, man. Yeah, look. <laughs> the go-to. You know, it may not be Indiana Jones stunt spectacular anymore, but maybe it'll be, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, blast off or something. I, I don't know. So hopefully something comes back that is live entertainment, but it's not coming back anytime soon. So, you know, do you still want to pay that $100 a day and, and not and not have those things? But, you know. You also have shortened park hours, so you don't have as much time to do those things either. That's true. You know, I was going to say, um, and, and and Lee's right to, you know, he hit it on the, you know, the nail on the head first. I didn't want to, I thought we would like kind of like skim around it. But like you said, yeah, nobody roots for anyone to lose their job. But I was thinking about this last night uh, as as a person who has lost their job many a time, uh, <laughs> not due to a pandemic, just off of other stuff. Let's just say I have an extensive collection of hairnets and name tags yeah i i know what i'm talking about here the here's the thing i was i was thinking about when we went to california and in particular when uh when danny and i was by the pool and there was the cast member that was serving us drinks and i'm sure that also the cast member we talked at trader sales i think might have said the same thing which is this now they're working but they don't make enough money to say like live like right there in California. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's almost like in either case, the cast member has to sacrifice some sort of lifestyle to work for Disney. You know what I mean? Like in order for them to work for Disney and pay whatever the wage is at that point in time, they had to like drive like forty five minutes out. You know, they had to share an apartment with like a person who had a normal job that was able to actually afford to stay in that area or share a apartment with like six other Ruby, you know? So it wasn't like just to, in my opinion, it's not like it's cool to work for a brand that you like. I get that. And I, I've, I've done that. And I worked for Disney, but for some place where I'm like, oh, really? I am pumped to work at this place. And then when, you know, corporate drops you, you're like, oh, man, that's a real tough point. But then at the same time, hopefully these are very creative people. To do what they do, it is just naturally to be creative. Hopefully they can say, hey, you know, I do like work for the brand. And when the pandemic is over, you know, I have the option to go back. But like you, Kevin, like me. Like Danny, like, right? Like, we all have done, we do stuff that's creative, but we also know, hey, look, uh, this ain't paying the bill. Well, that's, I was going to get to that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. That's you the, touch it, right? Yeah. Right. It, that's the thing about why it sucks to be an artist. Because think about the, the, the minute time gets tough, what's the first thing you look to cut? Your, your entertainment budget. You start looking through the cable bill. Well, I don't need all these channels. You start looking at all the streaming services or the, you know, w- 
how many times you go off to eat, that kind of stuff. You start looking at your entertainment budget first. That's the first thing that goes. So um, that's been Disney across the board. Period. Right. That's yeah, it. Quite a long time. That's, right. That's the that's the that's the thing. That's the that's the point. Yes, I feel bad for them losing a job just because as a working person, you just hate to hear that. But they weren't. It wasn't like this cast member. They just loved doing what they were doing. But they were getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Fifty grand a year to accommodate a guest. They may have been getting like bare minimum or less than that, you know, depending. I'm not going to slam Disney on how they pay their people. But, yeah, they these people had to make accommodations to serve this brand. So I hope they maybe take a lesson from Lee Cochran. Did you say before Lee Cochran was giving them like some of his lessons for free? Because that really is a perfect example of how to survive adversity. And still you have a Disney celebrity, so you can mesh that together where you can be resourceful. You can't go out and say, like, maybe you don't necessarily have to work at Walmart like Lee suggested. But if you can get over the fact that, yeah, all right, this was a brand. This is a part of your life. We have talked to a friend of Tigger. That's the right way to put it, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. sir. Okay. And so that's a person who loved what they did. But at one point was like, yeah, I can't sustain (laughs) this lifestyle being a friend of Tigger. I have to move forward and do something else. And now this friend has done very well for themselves and i think that's the thing as an uh, individual i would want to wish for these cats just say hey, look this is a phase but i can it doesn't change the fact that you could sing dance serve drinks grip rip whatever <laughs> and there is some place else that will pay you what you're worth actually pay you what you're worth to do what you know to do and you know that's very interesting that you say that because you're absolutely right. Yeah, because I've been fired plenty of times. Yeah, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, those those unions, Actors Equity and American Federation of Musicians, uh, they all work uh, with Disney for a collective bargaining agreement. So I'm sure what Disney's paying them is not to union scale. It's nah. not the same as what they're getting paid in New York for Broadway show or even the cruise ships. It's a little bit different story. I'm not saying it's less. I definitely know it's not more than scale. <laughs> That's it. You know, Disney's not going to go past scale, but I, I guarantee you, it's it's if it's you a had to guess, yes, yeah, yeah. so I had to guess it's going to be lower than scale. So the thing that comforts me with this is that the resilience of the artists. You know, they're going to find a way to get those transferable skills to find something to the, to live off of until they can get back to doing their art. And I will say this is kind of a bad look for them, especially uh, since they just recently reinstated all the executives to, to full pay. I mean, they just had that happen. So this is kind of a, um, I don't know, it's just it, the, the look of it is bad. And I mean, it's Disney. I don't remember the last time Disney added to the guest experience without figuring out a way to monetize it. I mean, the idea of giving you something for free uh, or giving you a little added extra. And that's generally what... Um, it's generally what you got with a lot of the live entertainment stuff. Oh, my God, I'm just stumbling through um, Italy, and there's this wonderful show taking place, and these people get me involved, and it becomes something that you speak about now for years afterwards. I mean, so, I mean, th- I, it, it's a bummer, definite bummer. I'm, I'm, it sucks. I mean, it really does suck, but I, I understand why they would do it. I mean, you can't have people congregating right now. Um, a lot of these shows are big theater shows. Yeah. And- Unless they can figure out a way to, to so carefully, yeah. I wish they would have shown, tried to show a little bit of ingenuity. Uh, and I think there are other parks that are doing live entertainment, and they're at least attempting to do it in a, in a safe fashion, whereas Disney's just like, out. No, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, look, if Disney if Disney is a mega media giant, why not? And I, I don't know the inner workings. I'll say that right off the bat. But I get it. You can't do the park. There's too many people, and they're running in and out. I mean, you could... In theory, say, hey, look, we're going to allow our actors to come back and do stuff, but uh, the crowd, we got to cut them in half, you know, so we can space them out, you know, or we can say we're going to charge the customer full price, but the the benefits of you paying full prices, this is going strictly towards a, what do you say, like a pension fund or something for the actors because we laid them off, but you're actually helping the cast member. Now you have a completely different experience. I mean, now the cast member is legitimately happy to see you. You know, you, know? You, you need to, uh, this is what Disney should do. They should turn uh, Disney World into like mission space. How you what? <laughs> you, you have the green option, 
which is that you you, you play it safe, <laughs> no live entertainment. You, you you walk in there and you are able to you know experience Disney as it is now. But then you can have the orange experience, which would mean, look, hey, if you die from COVID, that's on you. You don't have to wear a face mask. You don't, <laughs> so you're stacked. You don't in, have to social distance. You can all sit down, watch as many live shows as you want. Stacked in butt to nut. Right. Monetize it. Like, look, you pay a little extra. But hey, look, if you die a slow, suffocating death, that's on you. You can just the least of your problems. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was that comedian who said, like, man, I, w- I wish they would just have a, a take a chance airline. You know? <laughs> take a oh, chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, instead of having to wait to get on the plane, it's like, screw it. I'm willing to take the risk that I might die just so I can get where I want to get to in less than an hour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do it like that. For those willing to take a risk. I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm not even saying Disney should realistically do that. This is a joke this is us thinking off the top of our head please don't get mad uh but no i'm saying that would be funny if they they tried something like that look hey take and i sh- could see them doing that yeah, yeah i mean yeah, that way you're paying full price but then you're getting at least like a, as close to a full experience as you possibly can and and i was gonna say another option is okay fine you guys are over a television station and movie studios and you got your own channel stuff like that well here's a crazy idea can you not take these these actors and actresses and, you know, all these behind the scene guys and like put them towards a project that's in a different form of media outside the park. Well, that's funny that you say that because part of the article that I read is, is uh, insinuates maybe that they're transferring their business model to focus on Disney Plus. See that? OK, now, see, if that is true, then that makes me feel a little bit better because that allows those cast members to keep employment exposes them to a different type of media so you know and then they're still in the in the group you know but that well, still be i want my price cut as a as a consumer but. i don't know if that means that they're going to use those people <laughs> well that's what well that's the hope is that they're good enough to to be used yeah you know what i'm saying even if it's an extra because you haven't like we were saying they haven't gotten paid that much when they were in the in the park so i mean if you were an extra in a disney plus you know movie like high school musical 83 you know, the, the Tigers are still playing, whatever. You know, you're probably still getting just as much money if you worked in the park, doing twice as much work. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a couple of things here. The answering my own question, it's like, is, is it sad that I'm kind of immune to these kind of cuts now, thanks to Dizzy, how much they've been doing it? And so it's like, to answer my question, has it ruined the magic for me or completely deleted it? I'm going to say no. And this is coming from poor me because they were part of the magic, but they weren't the magic. I agree. You know, Makes and sense. that's not taken away from any of those guys. And, and honest truth, if you are uh, any kind of artist and you have a gig that you can retire from for the rest of your life, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, you're very the lucky. Few that, few. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Let me know what that, that is. That does not happen. Email nope. us at magicgoway.com. <laughs> You know, I could tell. I mean, I talked to guys. You know, I played for Johnny Mathis, and 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 he's had he's still alive. He's still alive, and he still sounds incredible. Oh, I tell Mama Ivory about that. She loved Johnny. I have to let you know. Next time he comes to, well, whenever he comes to the bow, but every time he comes to the bow, I'm playing for him. But he sounds incredible. He's great. But he's had musicians for like double digit numbers of years playing with him. Wow. I'm like, man, you guys are lucky that you can do your art and have the opportunity to retire from that. And you know, I feel for the guys that had the gigs. I really do. That's why I want to talk about this just because it's like, you know, I want to just say that, you know, I, I understand the pain. A lot of us have really been going through this and I feel bad that now that it's, it's, it's like finalized for you guys. I know there's some hope, but um, yeah, you know, it's the thing that comforts me is that you guys are resilient and you'll come back with this. It may not be the same act. You may get a different gig. Who knows? We don't know what the next step for us. The scary part is that there is nothing immediate that we can go back to we can't audition those guys can't audition for a broadway show they can't go on a cruise ship um but they may in the near future who knows it goes back to what we were saying before it's the life of an artist and uh, <laughs> you you just don't know like you can make one of the greatest songs and it could be a hit uh, everyone could love it and then two years later you're the macarena and everyone's sick of hearing it they don't want to that's enough of that and that that was the one thing that you really resonated with so i mean yeah, that's that's how it. That's unfortunately that's what it takes to be an artist. Is that you to stay on top is impossible. Yeah, any any art history major will tell you, any famous artist they were you know they were Renaissance men. Yeah. 
or women, right? Like if there was, you know, if there was a guy like Picasso, he didn't just start doing cubism. No, he was a traditional classic painter. He painted natural, realistic stuff because that's what sold. He got tired of it. Then he started painting people with the eye by their leg and stuff, you know. But uh, the point is, is yeah, like we're all artists and we all do something to keep up with the times. And hopefully these cats have that same ability. And if they have it, maybe this is the time that puts them in the spot where they develop it. Because trust me, I mean, to be an artist is always a feast of famine kind of thing. So this is where you get to test your metal. And you're right. And so if I had to say something to those artists out there, if it happened, anybody, those guys are listening. Uh, You know, I feel for you guys. I love you guys. I, I I hope for the best for you guys. The thing is, you know, Disney is really spot on with attention to detail and the way they run the art. Remember those skill sets because you can apply that to your next gig whenever that opportunity applies. And I guarantee you that will put you head and uh, heads and tails, heads and whatever, you know, head and shoulders, head and shoulders. Thank you. Head and shoulders above above those. The the next guy. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, Head and shoulders above the next person because they don't have that kind of level of experience. I mean, the only other way you get that is a, a highly professional gig with a, a professional musician that's touring or Broadway. And use this time to create your own material because that's the only way. You, I used to, me and Eli used to have debates about that all the time. We wanted to work for Marvel. Kept wanting to, I want to work for Marvel. I'm like, you realize you probably make more now doing what you're doing than what you would if you worked for Marvel. The only way you really make money is to own your own thing. And then to like, this is my work that I've put out there. I mean, you can, you can tread water doing that other kind of thing, but until you really create something that you yourself intellectually own and can profit off of, I mean, yeah, you're just, you're treading water. So yeah, let me know listeners. Uh, I'm curious to know what you guys think. Are these cuts enough to just completely eliminate the magic for you guys or or how how does that fit into your your Disney world per se? I'm with Eli on this one. I think it's a it's Disney with 35 percent less magic. <laughs> maybe, maybe closer to 15 percent. I would 15, say for me, 15 to 20 for me. It's like I the mean, crystal lights of sugars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to miss it. No saccharin. But I'm also not going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, this is a it's a choice being made by me. I'm I'm not going right now. I don't necessarily feel it's safe to travel or to be in that kind of large uh, crowd. So hopefully, by the time I do feel that. We start to see some of these uh, people come back. I have a prediction. What's, What's your that? prediction? Pain. 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 My <laughs> prediction is pain. pain. Whenever Disneyland reopens, I guarantee you they're going to have all their acts, and they're going to figure out a way to do it. Mm. Which just bolsters my argument that I love Disneyland. I do. I love Disneyland. Yeah, I think well. they're going to. Yeah, they will. But I think they're going to do some weird. Oh, everything is under construction still to kind of keep that. Like not that they know they would be making profit, but less. Less product, but still more profit. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, this is under construction. This is under construction. Just wait for it. Just, but keep paying that full price. From a travel agent perspective, this is one of those things that you always argue as a um, in favor of Disney. It's like, well, a Disney vacation is so expensive. Okay, well, let's say you went to New York on vacation. You got to pay for your hotel. You got to pay for your meals, the Broadway shows, the Statue of Liberty, you know, all this other stuff. It all adds up to being about the same price as a Disney vacation. So when you go on a Disney vacation, all those shows, all the rides, all that is included. So now that's not so much the same argument because a lot of that stuff's not going to be there. So, you know, I was going to ask this question earlier and do you, does it, it almost sounds like we're, we maybe think, or it sounds like you're maybe thinking that what the price that we have been getting is a bargain price for what we have been getting no yeah no well i'm not gonna say bargain but <laughs> I was gonna again, say. You, a vacation is gonna cost money no matter what and uh, to me vacationing is not cheap no matter what you do you could just go to the beach and you still got to spend you know 500 bucks on food or whatever you know so vacations in general just are not inexpensive so all i was saying is that if you're gonna spend five thousand dollars you know just say that that number would you spend that much if you went to New York? Yeah, probably if you Easily. saw a couple of Broadway shows and yeah. you did this and that. So and the food. So, and, 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 yeah. yeah. So all I'm saying is that it's it's kind of like it's not that Disney's expensive; it's that vacations are expensive. But at least with Disney, you can say, "Well, man, I saw I know a Broadway quality show. I got to ride this ride. I got to see these characters. You know what I mean? So there's all these things that are part of that price. That if you did them all a la carte in Dallas, Texas, somewhere, how much would you have spent? And so now you can't really use that argument anymore. It's just like, yeah, well, you can ride some rides. 
Yeah, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Lee. But I wouldn't qualify what Disney has been doing as a bargain basement price because, again, with the live entertainment that you get over there, it's not like I don't need to see a Broadway style retelling of Finding Nemo. I've seen Finding Nemo. Like, I, if I go and I see Book of Mormon on Broadway or um, uh, Wicked or uh, you know something, I'm not going to see something that I've heard of that that's just in, I have no clue what it's about. And or I've seen it maybe once or twice before, and I just really enjoyed it. And this is the only way really to experience it. Then yeah, but I mean, shoot, why do I need to see a retelling of The Little Mermaid with puppets, or <laughs> Finding Nemo with puppets, or you know, Beauty and the Beast in character suits? I, I just I don't. So yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it we were getting bargain. But in, in fact, I think it's just the opposite. I think little by little, all the 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 stuff that you've gotten for free for the longest time they've just figured out a way to monetize it all so it you're paying more for your disney vacation now than what you ever were before yeah no no argument no argument there yeah to your point danny i really always dug how universal has the blue man group in their city walk so i almost said downtown disney but it's city walk and you can see blue man group which is a show that you know they have a show in new york chicago tokyo right vegas vegas yeah vegas yeah and, and that's awesome yeah it's <laughs> awesome to me yeah, let us know, guys. Show at magicourway.com. All right, guys, let's switch it over to something a little less depressing to something, well, maybe uh, maybe creepy, nervously funny or what have you. Creepy, nervously funny. Yeah. Well, let me explain. Right. Okay. <laughs> Disney research and development has been hard at work creating the next iteration of audio animatronics. Oh, I've seen this. Have you seen this? I have. Because I'm going to share the video with you all in just a second. But um, just to let you know, for the guys that hadn't seen this, for this next version, the animatronics will be able to better connect and engage with humans. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Satakana. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, before I get into this, let me, let's explore the concept right quick to set the basis of what's going on here. Uh, when we are conversing with one another, other than our responses, how do you know a person you are chatting with is engaged? They'll nod. They'll nod. Yeah. What else? What kinds of things when you're speaking with somebody it knows that they're engaged with you? Are they looking at you? They're I looking contact. at you. Yeah. yeah. Eye contact. What else? Nod. Shake your head. Yeah. Um, besides response. Besides, yeah. Besides a verbal response. Anything verbal else? or physical response? Body language. Body maybe. language counts. Yes, absolutely. What else? What about the eyebrows? The eyebrows. The sure. reaction. Yeah, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, no, this is all very good stuff. Yeah, so you guys are on the right track. So the engineers at Disney's research division and Walt Disney Imagineering, along with robotics researchers from the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign and the California Institute of Technology, have been able to program and refine the technology that goes into these new animatronics by replicating some fine human motor tendencies. Let me read a paragraph. It's a little girthy uh, from this article to give you an idea of what we're dealing with here. You, you do love some girth. I love some girth. I do. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. Because I have none. I hate it. That's another story for another day. All day. But look, in a paper, and I'm quoting the article now, in a paper titled Realistic and Interactive Robot Gaze, the researchers describe a better approach they've developed, and it sounds like a layer cake of behaviors and interactions that add up to create a genuine illusion of life. Using a chest-mounted sensor, the robot can identify when a person is trying to engage with it directly and turn to face them. But this behavior is then enhanced with a series of other small motions layered on top. These can include attention habituation where an external stimuli like a sudden sound in the distance can cause the robot to momentarily shift its gaze and try to determine the source. Who's squirrel, right? <laughs> but eventually the robot will return to focusing on the person's face. Um, saccades, which are saccades, sorry, which are quick darting movements of the eye as it's examining the entirety of the subject's face. Head movements that occur as a result of simulated breathing and even simple realistic blinking motions are all possible with this technology. To truly appreciate this, guys, let me show you all a video. And listeners, I'll post this onto your show notes page for you as well. I'm pretty sure I've seen this. Yeah, you've probably seen this. I'm texting it to the guys right now. So I'm sending it to you guys, and you're going to view this video. If you haven't, Danny may have seen this yes, already. Yeah, I've seen this. So you've seen it. Uh, so let's see. Dan, uh, oh, hell no. Oh, no, no, no. Play the video. I'm, I'm <laughs> play the video. Lee, make sure you play the video if you haven't seen it, and, and just check out what happens. Yeah, this is cool. This is really cool. Damn. Right? 
Well, hopefully this dude who developed him did not lose his job. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Or girl, whoever developed it. I don't I'm sure that was more than one person. Yeah. Leah, Eli, uh, Eli just finished. Lee, did you finish the video? 30 seconds. Oh. That was weird, like, when he just jerked his head a yep. little bit. It was like, oh. Like, if you saw that in a haunted house, you would freak the f*** out. So, listeners, just to let you know, I just let the, give some time uh, to let the guys watch the video and uh, edit a little bit just to save your time. But anyway, so we all just watched the video that I posted. If you haven't done it, make sure you hit pause, go look at it, and then come back to this. But, yeah. So, there's the next level of a uh, AA technology happening so the next time you venture into madame leota's seance room she may be staring directly into your soul <laughs> that's freaky guys what do you think about this technology i am impressed man I, I thought this was cool when i first saw it uh i'm even more impressed uh seeing it a second time it's fascinating i, I like that they're continually trying to upgrade the a figures yeah i i do too yeah absolutely yeah i mean uh, just imagine as time goes on you're going to see more and more advanced hell I, I can just imagine a pirate's ride where they've updated all the animatronics and these they really react to you as you sail by in the boat or something like that a yeti that works <laughs> that <would be> good. <laughs> like he can't move but he like looks at you and his face just says help me <laughs> or maybe when you pass by he goes like hello my baby hello my honey hello my ragtime gal <laughs> i know i thought this is fascinating to me I-, I love this kind of stuff well also because it's going to be a different experience every time because it's going to react to you differently every time so that in and of itself it's like that's amazing because you're not going to be like oh hey watch this pirate's about to do this because you know it does it every time you're on pirates no it'll react to you differently than it reacts to the person next to you it'll react to you differently the next time you go through like that in and of itself is mind-blowing yeah and and you know the the thing of it is 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 you know i'm not going to say i saw this coming but it, it makes sense now that they've mentioned it and the reason being if you think about social media and how they're easily uh, can recognize your face and tag you in it and ask you if you want to be tagged. That technology lends greatly to this particular AA figure because it can re- realize where your eyes are, where you're looking at, what you're doing, and react to it. You know, and and when you're watching that video, it's just watching the animatronics react to you. You have a whole new game of interaction with the customer or the guests, as it were, for Disney that you haven't had before, and that is intriguing to me and i'm pretty damn excited about what's they're going to do with it next i think that yeah that you just made aa figures if, if you can go ahead and pull this forward i think you've just made aa figures cool for kids again because kids are kind of blind to aa figures now it's like you know if you go through pirates or you go through haunted mansion they're just you know rocking back and forth doing that one limited motion kind of things you know kids don't really bond to that but like if you had something that was reacting to you that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, it, the shaman in the Pandora ride is probably the most advanced one they've had to date. But if you had it to where she could look at you. Right. That's it. And single you out. That's and say, difference. welcome to my world. Yes. Holy. Yes. That's now, exactly what you would be doing. I want to toss it to Eli because you're like, oh, no. I want to know what you think about this technology, sir. Uh, look, it's. I was saying, oh, no, because I was looking at the video, and in the video, the robot had, like, no skin or not. I was like... Oh, yeah, he was naked. He, he wears a nice little shirt, but he's faceless. Yeah, he's faceless. Yeah. So, it could have been a shame. Well, that's even more freaked out. Than, uh, <laughs> Sinead. I mean, yeah, but, like, you know, no, it was... it was the, As far as the advancement, that's awesome. It was just... It kind of just freaked me out, like, with the eyes and then, like, that face. Like, just looking at you, like, should we put that thing in Haunted Mansion? You don't even need to make it a ghost. It's just there, like, looking <laughs> at you out through a wall or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot you could know. There's a lot you could do with that. Um, that's always Im- impressive uh, to me. I'm always worried when things, machines break down, but um, that does take it to a new level. Uh, absolutely. Uh, for, for a, a like the part where like people were coming in front of it and like waving it, like it even had like fairly realistic looking eyes. Like it didn't look like it was like something that was painted on. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah, looked, yeah, yeah. It had really good eyeballs. Yeah, they put some, they put some nice detail in it. I don't know about the, the teeth. I, I personally like it just like, like uh, but um, well, the thing about the eyes though, it's like when it bounced back between the two people that were in that video. Yeah, it followed them. I was like, 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, it, you know, teeth are always freak you without lips. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's right? true. You know, and I'm, maybe I'm not giving the robot his proper shot. Right. But yeah, I, I think you're being too superficial. Yeah, I saw Hellraiser. That's what that looked like to me. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. All he needed was some pins all over his face. But yeah, I mean, no, the technology itself that's awesome. I hope they can implement it. Now, the only thing is, my concern, realistically, not like the robot will come to life or nothing like that is uh, if they can make it so that it can withstand the environments that they put these animatronics in. I got to imagine that they have taken that into consideration due to yeah. their ex- past experience. Yeah. Well, sure, sure. Well, you know, I would hope uh, one of these days, kind of like you would see this combined with the Living Character Initiative, where you'd have somebody kind of off stage with a microphone interacting with guests as this thing is kind of like making these movements and recognizing people with their eyes and their facial movements and their head movements. You've got somebody who picks up the microphone and says, Hey kid, you in the Mickey Mouse shirt. <laughs> now, how would you, 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 you want to winch for a bride? I know, I know they don't do that anymore, but I can't think of any other reason for a pirate to interact. Well, I, I keep on thinking about like, you know, animatronic, uh, stand up com- comics. Oh, they you know. know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where they can a- connect with the audience and they tell their joke, you know, so monsters, they laugh for, 2.0. I would totally see this working really well in like uh like that like we were talking about that way back with like that Avengers initiative uh park. I mean like you put oh, this yeah, on like yeah. a Spider-Man, you put this on like a Taskmaster some cuz Taskmaster is just a skull, right? right? Like if you fit this robot in the right environment, the A could totally be pulled off because it like if you have it again in a costume or something like that, then it allows the person who's already like, "Oh yeah, I'm in, you know, Marvel land." To be like, oh yeah, I'm already like having this, uh, what you call it, a, a suspense of of belief. Well, you're just having Tony Stark walk out and say, "Hey, how's hey, it going? Yeah, yeah, how's it going?" And so like, so it's just kind of like a straightforward kind of thing. But it's some cat in a costume, and it's not even real. Like, I mean that that would be that would be pretty trippy. Well, that just as a, to go along with that, as an aside to what you just mentioned, how about and they've been working on this because they have it on Disney Plus. How about Stuntronics? These are free, not tethered animatronics that can do stunts like flips in the air and stuff yeah yeah that's oh, like you the spider-man robot yeah like the spider-man robot. yeah the yeah. spider-man robot where he flips up in the air and he lands he does a perfect thing you i know you can watch this video on disney plus yeah yes that's awesome that's part of uh, disney research as well and to your point the marvel universe since they're just starting to develop for that uh that with this kind of reaction with the stuntronics and all the stuff they're creating i i can only imagine what they're going to create from that. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know what you want to create with this? You want to create a Hulk. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, yes. because yes. Like, if you create like a Captain America or a Tony Stark, it's like, okay, cool, but you could have just had a guy in a costume or whatever. The Hulk, you can't see that unless it's on the screen and, or, or an animatronic. It's got to be one or the other. You can't just put a guy in the costume and take a picture with the Hulk. But if you have somebody like that where people can come, hey, come take a picture with the Hulk and the Hulk's just actually breathing Maybe and looking, looking around and, and lunging and you know that kind of thing, I think that would be kind of cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, because you know the next step is um, now they, they, they can control video, right, with the lips and stuff. The next step with this is having a guy behind the scenes doing the voice and controlling the animatronic to make it even more lifelike because of the reaction. Or a guy in a suit and you're just operating the head up top yes. and he's like hugging the kids or whatever and they're just working in concert. But I just love the fact that they're working on AA. Yes. I, I do too. I, I appreciate that they, they're still... They have, they're not done with it, and this level of detail, oh my God. You know, just from the mo- the movement of the head from just, like, breathing. You know, you never think about it, but yeah, you notice that stuff. And the saccades, you know, the eyes flip, you know, just constantly moving from focal point to focal point. That's a thing, because other than that, you would just think it's a robotic blank stare, and you would never know that they're looking at you, but holy crap. Well, shoot, well, now you got a whole, like, to take it, because I was going to say Black Panther really quick on the Marvel thing, but now, like... Thinking about oh my that. god, Black Panther with that technology and the stuntronics, perfect, oh. perfect. And but you know what? Now, like I'm looking at it, you could have a whole new level down the Hall of Presidents, like we were talking about earlier. Yes, you could have. You already have the makeup and whatnot. You can put them over this robot. Well, Biden and Trump can fight. Yes, and then you can have, <laughs> you can have people like come up. But now you could have people come up and be like, well, you know, Mr. President. Da, so da, da, Kanye da, da, da. could come up. Right? Yeah, I just I'm just in my 
mine, I'm envisioning a red and a blue Rock'em Sock'em robot. Like, that'd be great. Because it's like, hey, I won. What about it? You bet for me? Yeah, but you could, but like, think of it like this. So that Hall of Presidents, because like, I think one of the things is with this animatronic is it works really effective when, like y'all say, like if you have the Hulk, that works really good up close. But it's even more effective if you could have something where there is like a distance kind of between them. And then maybe you have like, say, like a podium kind of thing. We're like, okay, uh, guess go up to this podium that's so many feet away from the animatronic that it can still sense you there and do whatever. But you can now have like that experience where the person can't really distinguish how fake the, the interaction is, you know what I'm saying? Like the robot is there doing his things, but now you because have they're a, making that eye contact, right? And exactly, looking yes. at you, and it, but that actually adds an experience to that attraction that you could, you know, kind of present whatever to it. Now the robot can look at you, and if somebody, if another president is talking, they looking at that president like, "Shut up, I passed the bill." You're right, dude, because <laughs> all the reactions they already had programmed that could be completely enhanced in that mm-hmm. attraction. Right, it's already pre built. Yeah. Well, yeah, they need it, before we get to that level in Hall of Presidents, they need to work on getting somebody who can actually sculpt presidents again. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> You're right. I was yes. I was taking I was I was trying to get away from the Terminator part of it, but yes, no, they. But there's a lot you can do with. It. There's a lot of potential with the technology that they have presented there. I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm very excited about this, and and I look forward to seeing what they do with it. Uh, listeners, let us know what you think about this new technology. I will post a video, but you can search it, man. Look. On their website, la.disneyresearch.com, you can find the Stuntronic, this robot that we're talking about. It's all freaking awesome stuff, and I look forward to seeing how the Imagineers create with this thing. And let us know what you think. Show at magicourway.com. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that show about Disney Entertainment and some freaky AI. If you want to learn more about us, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways to share your opinion. You can shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. You can also leave us a voicemail via our speak by budget, or you can call or text us at 1815-MO-WEEKEND. That's 1815-MO-WEEKEND. 669-4226. And of course, we have a couple guys do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli that does things with comics. Oh, crap. Proper 12. Here we go. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Eli Ivory. What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out IvoryComics.com. That's right, you. Check out IvoryComics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you. And all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics, Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com, comic book guru, Eli Ivory, the whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com, right now. Lightfield out. Man, that dude is good. I should see who he does to get the marketing going. Because let me tell you something. That man, Rob Liefer right there, he created character called cable and if you got cable at your house that means you got internet if you got internet then that means you can easily go to the ivory comic website where you can view all the work just like rob told you you can read savages for free it cannot be beat fully colored lettered everything you gotta love it you can check out the artwork for project geisha artwork for the molly be damned and there's interviews and blog posts but of course you can always check out a link to the MOW podcast, so you you never miss an episode. You'll never miss out. You'll never miss out. It's good stuff. You can also find me on Facebook.com. You like Jive I'm right there. I posted up stuff. You can check out the Project Geisha Facebook page or Facebook.com slash Project Geisha right there. You can also see me on Instagram. I'm out there. I'm following you. 
And you know me, I post up the likes and the hearts and I throw out some comments and whatnot. You have a 504, go ahead, you know, follow me, I'll follow you. And you can also see me on Twitter, Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, then you just bring me the gladness. And uh, hey, that's what this is about. This is about being a renaissance. This is a new renaissance, man, you know. So uh, y'all hang in there. Y'all try to look for some work. Y'all do y'all thing. Keep it up. And if you want to book a vacation so you can see the remaining acts at Walt Disney World, you can do it through Lee. Lee, tell them how to do this. Uh, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-Cicadas. 832. Chirp, 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 in addition, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on magicourway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener, and we love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. Some weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out! <laughs> I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with taco meat that can't be beat. Hey, it's Lee from the Magic Our Way podcast, and when I'm not stuffing tacos down my throat, I'm listening to the Mad Hatter Radio. Adios, amigos.